0: Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, even as we have just confessed and the words that we have sung, my hope is in the Lord. Father, may that be not just empty words that we sing, but may that truly display our heart's desire. May that truly display... Where our hope is, even as we went on to sing in that song, to recognize that His grace has planned it all to his mind, but to believe and to recognize his work of love and Christ. receive. Father, we think back to the cross, we think back to the days when we turn from our sin and we turn to Christ for salvation, and we rejoice in our great Savior. And just as we confessed on that day, my hope is in the Lord for salvation, so even in the chaos of today, we confess once again that our hope is still in the Lord. Give us the grace that we need. Mercy for a new day. Sustain us, O Lord. We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you could think of a word to describe 2020, or a word really to describe even just the last few days, it would probably be chaos. It's a a chaotic time. If you watch the news and and you're watching the election, you're trying to figure out what's going to happen, it's just, it's chaos. And God, in his wisdom and his perfect timing, has us this evening in Psalm 46. Join me as I read Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Selah. There's a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged and the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come behold the works of the Lord who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear. In two, he burns the chariots in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. To come to Psalm 46, it seems like it's describing a day very much like our day, just a day of chaos, a day where, where things are going on all around and you have no idea where to run or what to do or what to think. And yet, as you work your way through this psalm, even in the midst of so much chaos, so much violence. See a God who loves his people, a God who is powerful, and a God who is with his people. Psalm 46 doesn't start down in the dumps and then end with, therefore I will trust in God. It actually starts with the declaration of who God is, it starts in a very encouraging place God is our refuge and our strength. He's our refuge and our strength. He is our defense and our offense. He is who we run to and he is who we stand in strength with. Not just is he our refuge, not just is he our strength, but he's a very present help in trouble. He is with us. Help in trouble is no good if it's not present. If God was our refuge and our strength, but we couldn't find him, it doesn't matter how strong he is if we can't get to him. If we can't find him. He's not just a refuge. He's not just a strength. He is very present. Even in trouble. God is there. Verse 2, therefore, because of who God is, because he's our refuge, because he's our strength, because he's present... Therefore, we will not fear. We will not fear. That's the application, that's the action step that we take. Because God is this, this is what we will do. God is our refuge, God is our strength, God is present, therefore we won't fear. Verse 2 and 3 goes on. To kind of elaborate on that. Not only will we not fear, we will not fear regardless of circumstances. It's easy to not fear when things are going well. It's easy to not fear when your bank account is doing well, when the stock market is doing well, when your family is doing well. When there's no big medical things coming up on the horizon, it's easy to not fear then. But after making this statement, who God is, and then our response to that, we will not fear, the psalmist then explains a very violent situation. And even in this situation, we won't fear. We won't fear, even though, even if. We will not fear, even though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Even in this, we will not fear. Even in this chaos, God is present. Even in this chaos, God is our refuge. Even in this chaos, God is our strength. Even in this chaos, we will not fear. Because of who God is. My strength, my courage, is not dependent on my circumstances. It's dependent on my God. Because He is who He is, I will not fear. Period. Verse 4 goes on. There's a contrast here between the roaring waters, the violent waters, the shaking earth, the mountains, and the calm river of verse 4. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, that is Jerusalem, who will sustain it, who will deliver to it what it needs so that it can prosper. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. This is where the tabernacle is. This is where God is. In fact, it goes on in verse 5 to say, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of time. The last moment, at the right moment, God shall help her. God is with her. God is her refuge. God is her strength. God cares for and sustains his people. God is with his people. In fact, you'll notice as you work your way through this, the emphasis on the fact that God is present with us. It starts in verse 1. He's a very present help in trouble. Here, verse 5, God is in the midst of this place that is flourishing. Therefore, he's able to help her. Verse 7, the Lord of hosts is with us. Then we repeat in verse 11, the Lord of hosts is with us. It's not just who he is, it's where he is. He is with us. Verse 6 goes on, the nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. As opposed to the chaos of the end of verse 2 into verse 3. The chaos of verse 6, he uttered his voice and the earth melted. This time it is God who causes this chaos. This isn't necessarily something that has really happened, but it's something that God could do. This is displaying the power of this great God who is with us. Shaking mountains and swelling oceans are no problem for a God who can melt the earth with his voice. A God who can stand out to all the nations of the world and just with his voice melt them all away. A big earthquake is no match for that God. God. The problems, what we perceive to be problems of your life and my life are no match for a God like that. Verse 7, the Lord of hosts is with us. You, if you've been at Altoona for a while, you probably recognize that name of God, the Lord of hosts. We went through Malachi last year. And Malachi is, is really the book in the Old Testament. where We see that name more than anywhere else in the Old Testament. The Lord of hosts, the God of angel armies, the God of power. Verse 6, he has this power because of who he is. He, it's just his voice that melts the earth. But verse 7, look at who follows him. He's the God of angel armies. He's a God of power, and He is with us. In fact, not just is He with us now, He has been with us. He's the God of Jacob. That points to His unchanging nature, that points to His faithfulness. He's the God of our Father generations back, and He's the God with us still today. And He is still our refuge. Therefore, verse 8, come and behold, come and see, come and look at what this great God has done. Verse 9 points to what God has done for his people, Israel. He's made desolation in the earth. He's brought peace to them. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He bring, breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two, he burns the chariot in fire. Right? Some trust in horses, some trust in chariots. We trust in our God. Why? Because he burns chariots to fire. Because he breaks bows, because he cuts spears, because he makes wars to cease, because they cannot stand before him. So the psalmist then returns to the application that he gave us in verse 2. Really, verse 1 to, to the beginning of verse 2, just He could have stopped there. The rest of the psalm just expands upon that. All he's done is continue to tell us who God is and what he has done, and then he comes to the very same application. Therefore, be still and know that I am God. Therefore, don't fear. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, I will be exalted in the earth. That is a promise. The psalmist then returns to the same thing he said in verse 7. This idea that the Lord of hosts is with us. This God is on our side. He is with us. Actually, he's not on our side, we're on his side, but he's with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. I love verse 10, it's a very beautiful verse. It's probably a verse that that many of you know. It's probably a verse that you've grown up knowing. Be still and know that I am God. How applicable is that verse in so much of life? Be still and know that I am God. It's not just the big things in life. It's not just the loss of a loved one. It's not just a surprise medical diagnosis. Even in things like an election. (coughs) Even in the simple chaos of a day, when you have four little kids running around and screaming and you want to pull your hair out be still and know that I am God. I need to hear that because those four kids sometimes drive me crazy. But even in that, be still and know that I am God. I have given them to you. I know what I am doing. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be lifted up. I will be exalted in the earth. So cease from worry. Cease from worry and remember God. Cease from worry and remember God. I want you to turn with me really quickly over to Philippians 4. It's another well-known passage. It's a passage that we turn to often. Another passage that is applicable all of us, starting in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Again, there we have that idea. God is here. He's at hand. He sees. He's with you. He's coming again. The Lord is at hand. Therefore, be anxious for nothing. Therefore, don't worry. Why? Why shouldn't I worry? Because the Lord is at hand. Because he is with you. Because he will be exalted among the nations and he will be exalted in the earth. So be anxious for nothing and everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Notice that word. With thanksgiving. How often have you taken something that causes you to worry before God and been thankful for that thing? How can you be thankful for something that causes you to worry? That tempts you to give in to worry, to fret, to be anxious. How how can I be thankful for that? I can be thankful for that when I respond rightly to it. Because that thing is then leading me to turn my focus to God. And I can be thankful for that. And so with thanksgiving, you can then let that request be made known to God. God, I am worried. I am scared. I have no idea what's going to happen. But, even though I don't know what's going to happen, even though I don't know what's going on, I will be thankful for this because I know that you are good and I know that you have brought this into my life. I know that you are with me. I know that you will be my refuge, refuge, that you will be my strength. Help me to be still and to know that you are God. Help me to be thankful for this situation. Help me to grow through this. Because I know that you are with me. Because I know that you hear me. Because I know that you will give me the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. That's a unique response that we, as those who are in Christ, have. That the world doesn't have. We are able to take a bad situation and to see our good God in that. The world doesn't have that. Don't take for granted who your God is. Pause. Be still. Cease from worry and remember your God. We're in, as I mentioned, a very chaotic time, a very chaotic week. We're in the middle of an election and no one has any idea how it's going to turn out. But even in this, we can be still. Even in this, we can recognize who God is. Be still and know that I am God. Therefore, therefore, We will not fear. Therefore, we will rejoice. We will be thankful. We will recognize that our God is with us, that our God is great, and that he will be exalted among the nations. He will be exalted in the earth.